What's going on there, youth workers? Paul Turner here from the DiscipleProject.net and your host of the Youth Ministry in Motion podcast, the podcast that wants to keep you motivated and your youth ministry moving forward. How are you? Right? A couple of weeks into school. How how are your kids doing? My my kids already complaining. <laughs> well, that's kind of a given, right? And nobody's going to come back the week ago. I love all my classes. I love all the people. They're just so nice to me. Nobody does that. Right? They come back and they, I'm already hearing just from my students, right, this, this kind of, um, I don't know, combativeness, I guess, uh, on spiritual things. You know, I had a young lady in my group who, you know, has this young uh, person, I guess, who, who questioned them about their faith and so forth. And I just told them, I said, look, some of these folks are just baiting you. Just, you just can't take the bait. People who are not sincere about the faith, uh, especially when you're that age, right, it's, there's not, there's not a lot of, uh, I don't know, honest questioners, maybe. Uh, there's more antagonist than anything. And I just told her, I said, look, you just cannot take the bait, right? If somebody's antagonizing you, just go ahead and do what Jesus did. I told her, I said, just ask them questions back. Be curious about why they are this antagonist. Why are they questioning so much? You know, or, you know, like the blind man would <laughs> said to the Pharisees, are you wanting to follow him also? Is that why you're questioning? I, I'm just trying to help my students you know, find a, a balance of, of saying, look, I want to engage you, but I also don't want to take your bait and get down the rabbit hole of argumentation. And that actually might be a good lesson. I think I'm going to start working on that a little bit more about how to engage and separate the honest, you know, uh, people who are inquisitive and the people who are just there to, to just rail on you and to, you know, trap you. But that's not what you showed up for, is it? You showed up here. Well, maybe you did. You know what I'm going to do at the beginning of these shows. If you're a regular, thank you for listening, by the way. You know exactly what you're going to get. You're going to get some of that banter at the beginning, something my kids are doing, something that's going on in my youth ministry. And for those of you that are brand new, you're going, Paul, is this what you do every week? Yes, it's what I do every week, pretty much. And if you're, you're brand new, thank you for checking it out. Appreciate you being here. And we're going to jump into the topic in just a moment, which is all about being spiritually healthy. I'm kind of on a, a kick right now where I'm talking about this because I care about you guys. I care about what you're going through. I care about the churches you're in. I care about your schedule. I care about your prayer time. I care about how people treat you because, because I'm treated the same way. So I know if I'm being treated in certain ways, certainly some of you are being treated the same way and I'm concerned. And I want to make sure that you're healthy. I want to make sure that you're you're good for ministry. I want to make sure that you're 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 being able to do ministry from from the purest of hearts. Uh, that you know that you're not carrying all this baggage and all this other stuff. At least not the stuff that you're not supposed to carry. Some stuff you're going to carry, and that's you know the Lord's given you grace to do so. But there's other stuff that you can just say, look, we're just going to jettison this stuff because it's unnecessary. It's holding me back. And that's the stuff we want to talk about today. Now, listen, before we get into that, we do have to do our motion metrics. Motion metrics is all about giving some shout outs to the cities and countries that are listening to this podcast, because this is a worldwide podcast and people are doing great youth ministry all over the world. Like the people in Salisbury, the cities here, Salisbury. What's up, Salisbury? We've got Pal Palmetto. We have Lexington and uh, Dublin. Welcome in Dublin. Uh, those are our top cities. And then we have countries like, uh, well, the USA, the UK. What's up, UK? And then Kenya and Ireland. So much. Hey, Ireland, love to come and do youth ministry over there. So hit me up. Uh, we'd love to come over there and teach uh, teach some youth ministry stuff over there. So let me know, okay? Wink, wink, nod, nod. Now, before we get into today's topic of sorting 
your emotional trash. I want to let you know that this episode is brought to you by thediscipleproject.net, which is my website, and it's where I have my blog. And on my blog, I have a page with 30 free youth ministry resources. That's right, 30 free youth ministry resources. There's everything from a song Bible study based on NF's Lost. Uh, There's an interactive guide on the Lord's Prayer. Uh, There are what I call media to message uh, Bible studies where I take something, maybe I've seen, maybe it's a viral video, maybe it's a news story of interest. Uh, I just added a couple on there just the other day. Uh, I added there a story on the Mars one-way trip uh, about people who want to go to Mars. They want to, you know, they give their reasons why they want to get off this planet. And it's saddening. It's saddening, but it makes for such an interesting lesson on loneliness. So if you are interested in any of these lessons, they're all there. They're all pay what you want. So yes, technically they're free, but you're welcome to throw a buck or two my way to say, here, Paul, good stuff. Thanks for thanks for writing this stuff for us and giving it away because like I have no budget. And that's why I put it there. I put it there because some of you guys literally have no budget. You're paying it you know, for stuff yourself, and we just can't have that. So if you want that stuff, just go ahead and go down in the show notes there. There'll be a link to that page, and then just grab all the goodies you want. Now, I'm eventually going to put them all into a bundle of some kind. I haven't had the time to do that, but eventually that's what I'm going to do. But for now, go ahead and just go crazy. Go shopping and go go nuts and get what you want there, and you can get literally 30 different lessons if you want to use them all. Listen, that's uh, that's just a little over six months of worth of stuff, so feel free. Go ahead and grab it. Okay, so let's go ahead and get into today's episode, which is sorting our emotional trash. Now listen, I do my best to recycle. I cut up copier mistakes that I make, and I cut them up into notepads. I reuse leftover wood. I even rescue some things from the trash and see if I can't make something out of them. I'm a kind of guy that just doesn't like to let anything go to waste. If it's usable, then I want to be able to use it, but... If it's unusable, well, then that's where recycling bins, right? Make it easy for us to sort our stuff, right? Paper here, plastic here, cans over here. And listen, I'm, I'm not all that intricate into it, but uh, but I believe in it. I mean, if you have that stuff, that's great. Now, listen, if we had these kinds of sorters in our mind and in our soul, I know for me, it would make life much easier and lighten my emotional load. But the question is, well, why can't we? Why can't we set those things up? I think we can. So let's go ahead and start with this fact first. Let's begin with the fact that emotions are not bad. Ecclesiastes 3 tells us there's a time for everything, even anger and sadness, as an appropriate part of life and ministry. There's a time to weep and a time to laugh, a time to mourn and a time to dance, and a time to love and a time to hate, and a time for war and a time for peace. So there's no wrong emotions. Okay. If you're feeling something, you're feeling something. I know there's a lot of Christians who feel like if they're angry, that they shouldn't be angry, or if they're sad, they shouldn't be sad. And there's this kind of, sometimes there's this hyper positivity where if you're not happy all the time and not always constantly confessing your faith, well, then you know, you're, you're a troubled soul or you're just, you just don't know the Lord as well. And I just think that's nonsense. I think our emotions, God has given us these emotions for a reason. So uh, I'm not into this hyper positivity. I don't feel like, I don't, I don't know if I can trust anybody that's happy all the time. (laughs) Oh God, just be honest. I don't know if I can trust them because I am not happy all the time. Now I have joy because I know the Lord, 
but I don't feel the need to constantly be happy or to put a face on and say, oh no, everything's great. Everything's just perfect here. Me and the Lord are great. Listen, that's just not honest for me. I can't live that way. I have to live. I don't live in my feelings, but I'm honest about them, right? I don't, I don't make a show of them. I don't always put them out there for everybody to see because some things are just between me and the Lord. They're not between me and other people. Uh, and so, yes, I will be polite. I will be nice. I won't wear all my emotions on my sleeve and I'll continue to do business, continue to have good relationships with people. Uh, but I am uh, honest and I am sincere without overdoing it, I think. And listen, Jesus had emotions. Jesus wept at the funeral of Lazarus. Jesus agonized on the Mount of Olives. Jesus felt righteous indignation at those who selling in the temple, so much so that he took a knotted rope and chased those buggers right out of there. So feelings are not bad. Feelings let us know we're alive, positive or negative. Those emotions are letting us know that we are passionate about something, that we are affected by something, that we are living a real life here. And I don't think Jesus expects us to live some sort of stoic, emotionless life where we only paint one emotion on our face, and that is one of just spiritual bliss all the time. It's not that we feel these emotions, it's what we do with these feelings that matter. Raw emotions such as anger and sadness can be very useful. Anger and sadness can create great works of art or motive us to be activist or help others. Anger and sadness, unchecked and unreconciled, leads to relationship problems in the church, in our family, in our minds. Anger and sadness that devolve into bitterness, rage, depression, is when our lives become mentally and emotionally unhealthy. When I allow my emotional trash to pile up, well, let's just say that my life evokes a noticeable, funky smell. So how do I handle it? I have been doing something lately called brain dumping. And brain dumping is has been a lifesaver in a lot of ways um, because I'll just sit there with my journal. I love to journal. But in this case, I put no stipulations on my journaling. I am just writing random phrases of every emotion that you can think of. If something's made me sad, I am writing that down. If I am not liking somebody right now, I am writing that down. If I am disappointed with something, I am writing that down. And as somebody who likes to write and make books look pretty, make my, not that my writing's perfect, but that when I write in there, I like it to be in the lines. I like it, you know, where it's kind of has a flow to it. Nope, not these pages. These are brain dump pages. And I'm going to write everything down that I am feeling because there is no place to put it. Otherwise, it just rattles around inside my brain. Are you, are you with me? Are some of you with me on this? I hope that you are. I hope I'm not the only one. I hope that you're, some of you are nodding your head in agreement with me. So yes, I go on these brain dumps whenever I feel like that my emotional trash has piled up. And after I do a brain dump, I feel great. And this also gives me an opportunity to look at what I'm saying. When I've written it down, I take a look at it, and I'm not really writing it down. It doesn't matter whether I'm right or whether I'm wrong. It just matters that I'm writing it down and getting it out of my head and getting it onto the page. I can analyze it later if I want to and go, well, that was fair or not fair or whatever. But in the moment, when I feel like those emotions are piling up, I have to do something with them. And so I just start to just blurt them out through my pen 
onto the page. And you know what? I forget about them. And if I want to go back and look at them, I do. Uh, most of the time, I don't. Sometimes I look at them, though, and I go, that was harsh. <laughs> or what kind of space am I in that I wrote that down? And uh, and so I have to, you know, I look at it and I, I, I can I can kind of see where I'm at and see where I need to work on some things if necessary. But the initial point of dumping is not to analyze. It's simply to just throw it on the page, get it out of my head, and then be able to move on. Once again, it's not to decide whether my feelings are right or wrong. It's simply to say that my feelings are real. So Ecclesiastes allows me, releases me to kind of sort and dump my emotional trash because it says there's a time to search and a time to give up, a time to keep and a time to throw away. See, I'm the opposite of a hoarder. If it's in my way or impedes my progress, I will take it to the dump. Negative emotions held long-term will impede my performance. So I have to dump them. These feelings that I have, if I keep them long enough, they will drop. They will fall out like the bottom of a torn trash bag. And let me tell you something. Nobody, nobody wants that. Not my wife, not my kids, not people in the church. So you know what? Brain dumping for me, it benefits everybody. So let's go back to the image of trash sorting. You know, just do this with me now. Go ahead and picture in your mind three cans inside your your head you know it could be those plastic bins that you may have sitting out in your out in your driveway or something but let's go ahead and imagine three cans and let's go ahead and go to the first can okay picture the first can the first can is the forgiveness can and yes that is exactly what it sounds like it is the place that you put your unforgiveness the people that are making you miserable because they've not given you an apology yet and you don't you're not having you're having a hard time forgiving these folks listen it's it's ministry and in ministry it's easy to accumulate a lot of hurt feelings from those who do not appreciate us or who just don't like us and the trash looks like bundled newspaper filled with headlines of all those who report on our failures and inadequacies I just read a quote recently by uh, author Kevin Kelly, and he's talking about holding on to feelings. And he says, forgiveness is accepting the apology you will never get. And uh, that is so true. You know, there's going to be people in our lives who simply are never going to apologize. They're not going to say sorry for making your life miserable. They're not going to say sorry because they jumped on your case. They're not going to say sorry because they did something. They're just not going to say it. And so the best thing to do is to take those feelings, those feelings that you were owed something, and put them in the forgiveness can. Holding on to our hurts until that person apologizes is the equivalent of saying, don't throw that away, I need it, and you haven't touched it in five years. The apology you desire is not forthcoming. Forgive them anyway and declutter your heart. Now look next to that can, and you'll see another bin there that says recycle. Feelings, like anger, are not sinful, but they can drive us to do sinful things, like Moses killing an Egyptian. Feeling unwanted by our spouse can lead to an affair. Feeling wounded can cause us to lash out at anyone near us. Look at that recycle bin. What can you do with these feelings that will lead to something good? What can you do besides feel sorry for yourself or sit in that co-worker's slight? Can you serve someone, love someone, encourage someone? Do those things instead. 
Don't waste your feelings on things that will hurt you. Recycle those feelings into helping somebody else and watch that feeling turn into something beautiful and life-giving. And finally, look at the can next to it. Look at that bin next to it. And next to that is, it says, God's trash. There's going to be times when you will not know what to do with the feelings you have. And that's what God's trash is for. You may be experiencing feelings from a trauma or life event that seems to fill your whole heart, giving you no room to move. See, Job sat in his feelings, unsure why all this trouble was being dumped on him like so many bags of trash while his friends poked around the pile looking for his hidden sin. Job never sorted out all his stuff. He received no answer to why this was all happening to him, but God still showed up. You may, read this as most likely, never receive an answer to your why, but the action of sorting gives you a chance to reflect, untangle, and wait upon the Lord regardless of how he shows up and what new thing he may bring to you. Through all those frenetic feelings, all your whys, all your disappointment into this can, brain dump them in, shout them into this can with prayer, whatever works for you. Jump up and down on that can and make sure there's room for more if you need it. Now drag that can to the curb and wait. God will be there to pick it up. Once you've sorted all your stuff, look around. Look how clean it is. Look how much mental and emotional room you have to move, create, breathe, and love. Instead of allowing your trash to pile up, treat every day as if it's trash day. And that is it for today's episode, everybody. I hope that you gained great value from this. I hope that if you are hurting in some way and you're having these emotions and you're, you're stuck in these moments of your life, I pray God's release for you. I pray that you're able to take these feelings, these emotions, put them in their appropriate places so that you can move on and be able to do the ministry God's called you to do. More so than that, that you might be a healthy believer and that you might be able to live your life in joy and in satisfaction with your relationship with God. So go ahead, start a journal, start brain dumping. You know, if you got to put, you know, three physical bins in front of you and throw certain things in there just as a symbolic thing just say look i'm sorting these emotions out well go ahead and do that whatever you got to do the lord says go for it so i hope that you enjoyed today's episode like i said if you're brand new to the podcast or if you've been listening for a while boy i'd sure love it if you went over to uh, itunes or wherever you're listening to this at and leave a review leave five stars so that other youth pastors like yourself can hear this kind of content because if you're benefiting from it they're going to benefit from it as well. And don't forget, if nobody has told you lately that you're doing a good job, let me tell you, you're doing a great job and you're only going to get better. And I'll see you in the next episode.